I think they're vain, stupid, and incredibly self-centered. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. So this Adele residency drama is really getting out of hand. Now, we casually mentioned it when she first announced that she was canceling her Vegas residency. We're like, oh, yeah, it's because of COVID. And then we went on with our lives without even realizing that there's a whole story here. Like this is people are doing a deeper dive into why Adele canceled her Vegas residency. Let's play a little bit of Adele talking about it, because the comments about this particular video are wide range. So let me let you hear a little bit of Adele so you can get a sense of what we're talking about. Hi, um, um, listen, I'm so sorry, but um, my show ain't ready. We've tried absolutely everything that we can to put it together in time and for it to be good enough for you, but we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Delivery of what, though? What is she saying delivery of? You're the one in the music industry. What's the What, what would be the delivery? I mean, they're waiting for backline? They're waiting for instruments? The, they should already have that. I mean, are they waiting for strings? Are strings not in and picks? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you're Vegas and you're starting a residency, you should have everything, chairs, You know, everything you need should be there. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. And... I can't give you what I have right now. Um, and I'm gutted. I'm gutted. And I'm sorry it's so last minute. We've been awake for over 30 hours now trying to figure it out. And I can't stand her nails, by the way. Okay. That's her signature thing, though, those big Adele nails. I'm so I upset know. and I'm really embarrassed. And I'm She looks like a cat. Because of the so claws. Everyone that's traveled again. You wouldn't get in a fight with her, though, because you know those nails will hurt you. Oh, well, I'm afraid of what's going to happen to my back. I'm really, oh, really mm, hello. I'm really sorry. Excuse me. Um, See, that's the first thing I notice. I go, oh, no, there's no way I can't. Wanted, right, because if you're having an affair and you have sex with Adele, there's no way to hide that. You could be like, I had a, a, a fight with a mountain lion. Yeah, I went to the zoo, mountain lion broke out, scratched my back, and I ran. I'm so upset and I'm really embarrassed and I'm so sorry to everyone that's traveled again. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um... We're on it. We're going to reschedule all of the dates. We're on it right now. Um, and I'm going to finish my show. And I'm going to get it to where it's supposed to be. Now for you, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's been impossible. We've been up against so much and it just ain't ready. Okay, so several things going on here. The first thing is now, because I watch a lot of those murder shows. And the one thing that you notice on murder shows is when the person who did it is sitting there and they're like, I don't know what happened. Like one second she was alive and the next second she was dead. When they do that and there's no tears coming out of their eyes, when there's no actual water coming out of their eyes, you know, it. people are like, wait a minute, if you're crying, you would actually cry. We'd see tears or some snot. Give us some snot. Give us a little snot, you know. People have been doing a much deeper dive into what this is about because first of all, everybody just went, oh, COVID, yeah, we understand. And that was that, except now it's come out. There's two things going on. So Adele was using this set designer, this really, really famous 
set designer who does um, she did sets for Rihanna and Beyonce and she's like the go-to person for for set design her name is Esmeralda Devlin and she's like really famous in that world so she's the person who was tasked with putting the set together for Adele's residency apparently she and Adele had been fighting like crazy the entire time she proposed a set it was okayed and at the last minute Adele's been like I don't want this I don't want that that doesn't work this doesn't work and it's Adele that's making all these changes to the production that Esmeralda and her team had this set and this production like done in the can approved ready to go weeks ago and at the last minute Adele has been basically like this doesn't work for me that doesn't work for me I don't like this I don't like that and she's been basically this is, this is what Esmeralda is telling people or, or a source close to Esmeralda is telling people that you know they a lot of times sets have what they call teething problems you know there's like that didn't work we like that lighting but it didn't really work let's just move the light or whatever no this is a whole different thing like Adele has been asking her to redo things that she'd already agreed to literally weeks ago on the surface this is what we've been hearing has been really going on but then Adele herself has said in the past many many times that she has major stage fright she's canceled concerts because her anxiety was so bad that she was just vomiting into a trash can for so long she couldn't get on a stage like there was like a famous one that she canceled in like I don't know, like Cleveland or somewhere, like here in the United States, and then another one uh, at like Wimbledon or whatever. So she has canceled before because of her stage fright, and she's acknowledged that. If you remember the Grammys, she screwed up and stopped and restarted from the beginning. I don't know why she agreed to a Vegas residency. And Adele isn't known as a road person who's on the road all the time like some bands. She makes hits in the studio. So it's pretty clear to me who the nightmare is here. Well, these are just the rumors. I mean, people are trying to come up with a reason. And so I thought, I was like, well, you know, all the Adele fans are probably getting on there and they're just like, how dare you say that about my queen? But no, here are some of the tweets that are coming at Adele. I traveled all the way from Sydney, Australia to see Adele tomorrow night in Vegas. I spent thousands of dollars on this trip and now she canceled the night before. Very unprofessional. I am heartbroken. Somebody else said, uh, we live in a pandemic. uh, What do you expect? But no, she's, I guess she's using COVID as the excuse. And now it's coming out that it's, that's not why she canceled, you see. And again, people already brought all their tickets. Uh, No one sheds a fake tear quite like Adele, do they? Somebody else said. And then uh, Adele just postponed the Vegas residency. Mm -mm, She's gone. So I think a lot of people are not really having it with her. And there's this one girl who went viral today because she got on TikTok and she was explained to us that every time she tries to see Adele, Adele keeps canceling. And here she is again. Um, Adele canceled the Vegas thing. So let, let's let her explain it. I bought tickets to see Adele at Madison Square Garden, but they were fake tickets. But nobody felt bad for me because I bought them on Craigslist. So that was my own doing. So then I bought tickets to her show in London and I flew to London. And these were not your average tickets. These were Golden Circle tickets. Like, look at the stadium, look at the standing room, and I was in the Golden Circle. And she canceled her show. 
Mind you, I risked my life flying to London on this cardboard airplane called Wow Airlines that is now discontinued. And I am in Vegas right now. And Adele canceled her show. Again! So she's literally, Adele got in touch with her and said that she was going to make good. And Adele has started to call her super fans on FaceTime. And she's like singing to them and apologizing to them. Like there's all these Adele super fans that she knows personally, um, at least enough where she's getting their numbers. And they're in Vegas. Vegas waiting for her so she's calling them on FaceTime so that's been blowing up all over social media like hey uh, Adele just FaceTimed me and everyone's playing their Adele FaceTime moment so that's special but if you flew to Vegas like this one dude and his friend flew to Vegas from New York that's not a cheap flight you know, also risking COVID, you know, and he's there and Adele's not. So like, thanks for the FaceTime, bitch. But where's my, you know, where's my cash? They figured out how to get Britney on stage every night <laughs> <laughs> in Vegas. Hey, you not putting out? Uh, no, she is. We, uh, we already did it. It's Cooper and Anthony. This guy, I think, is uh, King Dick for dating people so these two people decided to date recently it was a girl and a guy he's been having chronic kidney disease since the age of 17 so you know it's something they always talked about and maybe one day they can fix it or i can get a kidney if it gets any worse and only like five percent of people in the world have this issue but it could be cured if he gets another kidney she goes in gets tested she's a match so she goes in and says you know what i'm going to give you the greatest gift ever i'm going to give you my kidney he says to her I'm going to go to Vegas with my church group because I'm a really big Christian and I'm going to Vegas. No problem. You're a Christian. I trust you. So she studies for exams. He knocks on the door a few days later. She opens up the door and he says, honey, sorry, but I cheated on you in Vegas. Oh, no. Well, doesn't he know the rule about Vegas? What did he come home and tell her for? She said a lot of arguments later, I eventually forgave him, gave him a second chance. Three months later, he calls her on the phone and said, if we are meant to be together, God would put us back together. But I'm breaking up with you now. But we're <laughs> going to put it in God's hands <laughs> to see if, if God wants us to be together, then we'll be together. And he ghosted her. Ghosted and her. Yeah, she's and God, got, he's got ghosted her, and he's got her kidney. And God's like, bitch, don't put this on me. Like, I'm not, I'm not your wingman over here. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm busy doing important miracle stuff here. Like, don't, don't use me as an excuse. I wasn't there. wasn't me. He blocked her on social media and her phone. He blocked her. He can't take her calls her texts, or nothing, but he took her kidney. Now she's got a scar, one kidney, and this douchebag left her. Okay, well, that's that was her choice to give her kidney to a guy that wasn't her husband or her fiancé. You know what I mean? That was... Sh Listen, here's the thing about giving somebody your kidney. 
You can't do it conditionally. You can't be like, I'll give you my kidney as long as you promise to keep being my boyfriend. No, you have to decide that this person needs a kidney, you're a match, and you're going to save their life. And then whatever happens with the relationship happens. But you can't hold that over somebody's head the rest of their lives. Like anything he does wrong, well, I gave you my kidney. You know, anything that happens in the relationship, if she has to pay a bill and he won't, well, I gave you my kidney. Do you know what I mean? You cannot hold that over somebody's head. Those have to be two separate things. You've made the decision to give a piece of your body to somebody else to save their life. That's separate and apart. And the relationship didn't work out. Sorry, happens. So you're not married, but if your boyfriend came to you and said, give me one of your kidneys, would you do it? Well, I've been with him 12 years. Oh, yeah. Well, you definitely would because you're never going to find another guy. So, right. Exactly. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, you want my heart, my liver? What else do you want? I need to keep you around. <laughs> Take a lung while you're at it. Take a exactly. lung and a kidney. I got two of them. You can have one. Right. Anything an eye, a retina, whatever. <laughs> a boob. <laughs> whatever you want. A retina. <laughs> you, you, you'll be blind in the left eye and it'll be blind in the right. Yeah, whatever he needs. Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't have done it with anybody I was just dating. There's no way. Or or if I was the kind of person that was very gen- generous and um, <laughs> cared about the world. You know, I mean, I, I had this friend. I'm going to say his name because he's the most amazing human being on the face of the planet. His name is Karen McHugh. And I worked with him when I did traffic back in the day. And to this day, I have never met a more generous wonderful human being in my life ever. Karen McHugh gave his kidney to a stranger, basically. He gave his kidney to just somebody who needed a kidney. I, I was speechless. I, I just, I've never met a more generous, selfless, loving human being in my life. And like the McHugh family, everybody who is around him is super lucky every single day. I am not that person, but I know that about myself. You know what I mean? Like I look at someone like Karen McHugh and I look at me and I think, wow, we're very different human beings. Like he is a lovely, generous, he's the kind of person that if anything happened to him, they can go in his neighborhood and they would all be like, he was the best. He'll be missed. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody murders me. They'd be like, yeah, you know. They'd be like, who? No, they wouldn't be like, who? Oh, no, her. (laughs) They'd be like, it was a matter of time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, (laughs) somebody was going to do it. If it wasn't her boyfriend, somebody was going to, somebody had to do it. (laughs) I got on the elevator with her once and she yelled at me because I wasn't exactly in the circle. (laughs) Then I said something about her dog and she just flipped on me. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I know that. She's probably really hurt that they broke up, but those are two separate things. Mm. You cannot, you, if, if she gave him the kidney to try to save the relationship, then that was her mistake. I would go take it back. If that was me, if I gave my kidney to somebody and they ghosted me and they locked me out and blocked me, I would take it back. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing about breakups because I've gone to guys' houses and I'm like, I left my T-shirt there. I want that T-shirt back. 
Can you imagine going there and being like, okay, I want my T-shirt, I left my Keurig, and I also will take that kidney, please. Yeah, because you can hire people from Mexico. I've heard those (laughs) stories. (laughs) When you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning, you're missing a kidney. I guarantee you can hire those guys to come get it back. (laughs) You just wake up in a bathtub without without a kidney. (laughs) Do you think he showed up at her door with like, here's your charger, Here's here's an old iPad you left at the house and your kidney. Do you think it was in a box at her door? <laughs> no, he probably brought the iPod <laughs> uh, charger back but and then ran. But no, I'm hiring somebody. There's somebody that will get that back. I'll give you five grand to get my, my kidney back. Yeah. It will be in a cooler by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, once again, give it something. I've told this. You've heard this before from me. When? But I think I heard this before. Cooper and Anthony Show. We were watching television. It was funny. We were laying in bed watching television. And I forget what it was. Somebody was talking about their funeral plans. And I said, oh, oh, here's what I want for my funeral. And I start going through my list of everything I want them to do and the songs I want played and the kind of party I want to have. And I don't want it to be sad. I want people to oh, be it happy. Be. And- <laughs> <laughs> It'll be <laughs> open bar. <laughs> and dancing, I realize. Right. Yes, of course. I will DJ. Uh, so he said to me, uh, um, y- you think I'm going to outlive you? <laughs> Do you realize how wrong that is? <laughs> he said, I should be telling you my plans. He said, there's no way I'm going to make it long enough to fulfill any of those wishes for you. Well, what do you want? Oh, man, I have a whole list. I have, well, first of all, m- musically, I don't want really sad music. I mean, as sad as he wants to go would be like the soundtrack from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, all that bluegrass stuff. Okay. All the Allison Krauss and so uh, no Union Station. Yeah, it's not that sad, but it's kind of deep and dark, you know, maybe a little of that. But really, I want him to play some of my favorite stuff, like, you know, a lot of the grunge stuff I like, some of the, the Who, Nirvana, you know, the, the music that meant something to me. Have a, have a party, have fun, and then and then do like a whole, you know, all the Marys will be there. So have like a whole dance segment where all the umcha music, you know, clear the chairs away. Close casket. Can we drag you out of the casket and dance with you? <laughs> if you must. <laughs> Well, I don't, I'll be ashes. I'll be ashes. Oh, uh, no, before we turn you into ashes. Oh, I don't know. Can you do that? What yeah, and like put strings on you like a marionette. <laughs> like, like, like a mannequin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as it's mannequin and not mannequin too, then it's it okay. It could be like Bernie. Oh, Weekend at Bernie's. That's what right. I meant. I knew it was uh, this, that, that actor guy. It could be Bernie. Oh, yeah, Bernie. But, but no, Weekend at Bernie's, not Weekend at Bernie's too. Oh, as long as it's the first one. Yeah, well, as long as it's from the first one, then it's okay. Okay. Yeah, then then it's fine. But I want to make sure, like, I want a lot of good food. I want him to throw the party as if I'm there, as if I'm alive. Like, if he knows he knows the little details and the stuff I like because he knows what we did for our engagement party and for mm. our wedding. I said I want it to be like our wedding. Throw a wedding, but it's a funeral. <laughs> and instead of somebody getting married, somebody's died. That's all. And then just you know, but don't make it sad. Make it like fun and happy and have a good time. And now, do you have somebody that's going to do your hair and, and and pick out your clothes and stuff like that? Oh, well, yeah, Jeffrey's going to do all that. Are you oh. kidding? Yeah, Jeff, our, our Jeffrey Scott is doing all that. So he can pick out what you wear mm-hmm. and yeah. who does your hair and makeup. Yeah, he's, doing, okay. he's designing all that stuff for me. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a situation where he can do that ahead of time and I can just, you know, put it on and then pff, gone. This is morbid. I wonder if anybody else <laughs> has a part of their funeral already planned. I know because I want it to be fun and fun. I don't want anyone crying, you know. I don't want any of that kind of stuff. 
And everyone's invited. Just the only a one crying is going to be the Manolo salesman. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> My best customer. Oh. I'll never eat again. My kids will starve. Yeah, they'll be terrible have to for him. Move into a smaller place. <laughs> all my shoe, all my shoe guys my will be there car. crying. That's true. That's exactly true. And I, the producers at CNN will be very upset because that's a lot of slots they're going to have to fill. Yeah, I know. Right. No one else How will work for get free. For free now. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like a corpse when I'm there anyway, so they can still use me. You could be Bernie I don't again. See, I don't see the problem. <laughs> no problem there. I don't think. They got think Mr. Ed to talk. We can get you to talk when you're dead. <laughs> Some other horse face. Yes, exactly. Thank somebody you very much. With somebody with your Thank voice you. off the side of the camera. Yes, and I say Britney Spears. <laughs> Britney has no underwear again. That's a problem. Here's why. Because I have enough of your voice. I could probably you know, splice something together. That's a good point. Oh, what, will you do that at my funeral? Yeah. Will you put a little something together for me? Yeah. A little, you know, just. I'd be more than happy. Something but there's we... no way you're outliving me. I could be dead <laughs> by the end of the show. <laughs> oh, then you better make some plans. I only got one plan. What is it? And, and I brought it up with this guy and he said he'd do it. Uh, to sing at my funeral. Who? Who's going to sing? Edwin. Edwin I told, McCain. I told Edwin course. he's got to sing. There's a song that he does. He has to do it at my funeral. Now you realize that you're not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> but all I've done for him, he can sing at my funeral. <laughs> if he's on the road, get him off the road, tell him, and bring a, a guitar and sing at my funeral. I was going to say he'll hear it because he'll be in heaven. Oh, no, he won't. <laughs> He won't be in heaven. He'll be the other way. What are they doing up there? Can you can you, can you hear from down there? I don't know. He'll be down there right. listening to Cannibal Corpse. That Edwin better be playing. I'll haunt him. Oh, will you haunt me if you go first? I'd love that. You want me to haunt you? Yeah, would you? I think it'd be fun. Because then I could do the show and go, oh, listen to what Anthony's ghost said today. I can always have a story about your ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's producing the show from beyond the yeah. grave. He says he needs ice water. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be calling you there. <laughs> I don't care that you're playing cards with Hitler. I need. Pro- <laughs> I'm having problems with the show. I've, I've gone to a, a psychic t- ten times this week. <laughs> I'm going to be channeling you through Ouija boards forever. That's like, it. Don't bring that Ouija board in here. Come on, we got to figure out what we're going to do next we got to ask Anthony a question, Chad. Sorry. <laughs> now, Janet, you already have your plans, too. Yes. What, what do you have planned for yourself? Christmas carols. I don't care when it is. I want Christmas, Christmas carols. carols. <laughs> so if you oh, die Christmas in May. And O Night Divine have to be played or sung. Mm-hmm. And it's big Christmas carols. My best friend, not my husband, but my best friend knows to go buy me a brand new pair of shoes. Even though they don't put shoes on you, they're going to be in the coffin. And to go get me a dress that's a size six, because for once I fit into it. They have to cut it off anyway. <laughs> no, wait a second. They don't put shoes on you? No. <gasps> now, now wh- why? Why? I don't can, know. can you ask to have shoes put on? Yes. I guess you can. If that's but my I dying wish? I think, I think you know, if your feet get stiff one way, they're not going to get shoes on you. So I told her I didn't care. She has to go buy me a new, brand new pair of shoes. So your coffin is going to be completely open. It's not going to be, like, up to your waist. Everybody can add something. <laughs> <laughs> now they're playing Christmas carols. It's Christmas carols. I should be receiving gifts. And Oh Holy Night is your favorite one? Oh Holy Night, yes. This ver- they'll, they'll maybe play oh. this version. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they'll play the South Park version if that's okay, Janet. 
We'll just do every version of the song that we have. We'll put the fun Good back time. in funeral. <laughs> oh, Anthony. That's just so wrong. Well, he's singing very reverently. How much they have. What was that? It'll depend on how much beer they've had. Right. <laughs> oh, so they'll, they'll, be, they'll be drinking at your funeral? Yes. Oh, yes. The yes. keg will be next to the coffee. Yeah, nobody wants a sad funeral. No. No. My dad gave me this thing one time, and it says, um, I don't want to go into the grave silently. I want to go in sideways saying, holy, you know what? What a ride. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a second. So why Christmas? What? What? Do you love Christmas that much I that you want that theme? Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love It's just my... It's just my time of year. I love Christmas. Some people are into Halloween. I'm into Christmas. I and, love so, Christmas. and so will your casket be be uh, decorated with like big Santas Santa and all that stuff oh, that people no, put in no, front of? No, 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 no. No, I don't love it that much. I just love Christmas carols. <laughs> oh, okay. So just just musically, you don't want us decorating the room with balls of holly or anything. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> a little cool. tack, just a little tack. <laughs> and and you know what, Janet? It'd be so fun if we put one of those little hats on you that had the mistletoe over the head. <laughs> I would love to see that. I want to see who's going to go kiss Janet. <laughs> yeah, put mistletoe over my head. She has mistletoe, I, you know. It's, it's the rule. It's how it goes. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be. <laughs> yeah, see, what you need to do is, if, if I go, yeah, make it a closed casket. Okay? So when people walk in, there's a closed casket in the begin- at the, the front of the, the place. And put me in the pews. <laughs> See if anybody notices yeah. that that's you sitting back there in the pew at your own funeral. Everybody think I'm in the casket. I think that's him. No, that can't be. No, I thought you were going to say that keep it closed. So that way there'll be nothing in there because you have to make an entrance. Mm. Like everybody else will be there going, oh, it's so sad, so sad. And, and, and then and then you come in once everybody's already there. Now then put the spotlight on me sitting in the fifth pew. Right. <laughs> With a, a with, a, with a cigarette in my hand. <laughs> you can finally smoke again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay, so have, do you have your funeral plans all set up, or have you ever been to, like, a wacky kind of funeral? Have anybody ever, like, spread ashes somewhere wacky or done anything wacky um, for their funeral? 877 Cooper. We're so morbid on a Monday. <laughs> it's Morbid Monday. Yeah. Uh, so, Jay, we're ha- yeah, it's Morbid Monday. What the heck? Well, you know what I was just thinking? Uh, I'm putting Anthony in the box. I'm going to sneak to his funeral wherever it is. And I'm going to put fishing line uh, through the box out the end. So he's laying in there, and then all of a sudden the box top is going to fly off, and he's just going to sit up and look at everybody. Brilliant. Make that happen, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That. You'd be like a puppet. Like a you marionette. At Bernie's, you can be waving at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people would know that he was dead because he's not that friendly in real life. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute! Just have that my fingers sit, st- standing straight up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he is alive! Look, <laughs> he's flipping us off. And he's talking to us. He's dri- <laughs> oh, is he driving? He's driving right now. He thinks he's driving. <laughs> but at least give me a cigarette because then I can smoke. Oh yeah, believe me, we. Will. Nobody can say it will kill you. I'm dead. Exactly. All that stuff that can kill you. <laughs> right. Hey, Amanda. Hi. Now, Amanda. Now, your dad's ashes. Is he already? Is he? Is your dad passed away? Yes, he just passed away a few weeks ago. And what were his plans for his ashes? Well, we all sat together one uh, weekend at the beach, my mother, myself, my dad, um, a couple of my mom's friends, including our doctor, our family doctor. Mm -hmm. And 
we started planning about, well, you know, we need to sprinkle some ashes here. We need to sprinkle ashes there. And Dad's like, well, don't forget to go to the Trinity River in Fort Worth. And Mom said, well, we got to go to the Alamo because you're a Texan and you've never been there. Mm-hmm. And we got to go to Key West and uh, sprinkle some ashes while we drink a margarita. Um, and he, he sat there and planned all this and then all of a sudden stopped dead in his tracks and said, you know how weird it is to be talking about this with your wife and your doctor? And you're still alive. <laughs> yeah, but but so did you do all that stuff, or are you going to do all that stuff? We are. We've got a huge road trip planned in like four different stages, out west, down south, everywhere. See, I have no problem with that. I think that's great. That he, I think people should have a say in what happens to them afterwards. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and he sounds like the kind of guy that lived a really fun life, so of course he wants his ashes in fun places. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, Amanda, do you have plans for yourself yet? Uh, not yet. I'm still only 27, so <laughs> I don't have to worry quite yet. I don't oh, yeah, think. that's true. Yeah, you got some time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, me, me, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Already working She's on it. She's writing it down right now. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, Cooper. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Now, Jim, do you already have plans for yourself or when you, you kick the bucket? Yep, sure do. Got everything put together. Uh, plans, I'm going to be cremated, and my ashes are going to be spread across Blue Ridge Parkway. Ooh. But at the funeral, there's going to be an open letter to all my friends. Hmm. And the side of the letter is going to be two half gallons of Jack Daniels mm-hmm. and some plastic shot glasses. Because my line is always, the last round's on me. Oh, I love that. Oh, see, now I can't use it. You already said it. That's so clever. Yes, uh, but I got it already put together with, uh, with the funeral home and got my wife's approval. And so... Uh, it should turn into a real good party. I got some friends that'll come to the line at least five times. I'll bet they'll be like, "Wow, Jim's funeral's cool." <laughs> I wish you would die again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Hi, James. Hey, guys. Hope you had a good weekend. We did. We did. Well, now, good. James, wait, wait, I have a morbid Monday. Apparently. Well, I love morbid Mondays. Oh, good. <laughs> no, my well, it's not so morbid, but it was kind of fun. But anyway, my next door neighbor, his name was Jim, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next-door neighbor last year had passed away. He was 62 or 63 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Dean and I had gone to the funeral, and he and his girlfriend uh, were really into rock and roll, you know, old rock and roll, like the 50s and 60s, doo-wop, stuff like that. And he collected old cars and stuff. So he had kind of a rock and roll-themed funeral and an Elvis impersonator got up and gave the oh, eulogy. That's cool. And then there was two men and two women dressed up like Bobby Sockers, you know, the the girls with the poodle skirts mm-hmm. and the ponytails and the guy with the leather jacket and the jeans and stuff. And instead of playing the organ music that was real sad and stuff like that, they were playing Elvis songs. They were playing Everly Brothers. They, I mean, just everything 50s or 60s. It was really cool. Oh, see, see I think that's nice because it says something about how the person lived. Exactly. And, uh, but I just, I wasn't expecting Elvis to do the eulogy. Well, nice. <laughs> it was fun, though. I mean, it was sad that he was gone, but I mean, it was a nice way to send him off. Oh, absolutely. See, I think that's a good point, James. I think that's the idea. It's a good way to send somebody off, and, and, it, and it definitely reflects how they live. Because if you live kind of like a fun, happy, wacky kind of life, why on earth would you want to have one of those really sad funerals, exactly. you know? Yeah. I just want to be put in a pine, pine box and be done with it. Really? That's all you want? <laughs> yeah, I don't need anything real. You know, who wants to spend, you know, $10,000 on a casket that 
going to be in the ground. I know, but what about like a barbecue? Well, yeah, we could do that. You know, have, like a, big, you have a bake sale. Maybe a bake sale. And, <laughs> <laughs> and well, you, you'll have like a military thing, though, too, right? I could if I yeah. wanted, yes. But I, I don't know if I want that or not. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, but I just want something simple, that's all. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of your life, though, mm-hmm. military stuff. So, Hey, Tracy. Hi, Cooper. How are you? Good. Now, Tracy, what what'd your, what'd your dad do? <gasps> okay. Um, my dad did a lot of things in his life, but when he was a child, he was a caddy for Al Capone. <gasps> nice. He was, it was at a, um, a golf course in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from. Yes. I, I, my, um, my family's from up there. Mm. And um, my father died down here in South Carolina in um, 1996. And he, his, his lifelong aspiration for when he died was to be uh, cremated and scattered across the golf course where he was the caddy for Al Capone. Wow. So, when he died, um, we had some real time constraints on all the family because he wanted to be cremated, so we had him cremated down here. Well, apparently it takes 24 hours for everything to cool off enough to be able to be transported. Mm -hmm. Well, we needed to go to Michigan to be at his memorial service, so we had to leave right after all the arrangements were made. Mm -hmm. Well, we had to wait for him to cool down. Well, we couldn't because we all had to get back to work and (laughs) do what we had to do, and that just sounds so incredibly gross. It's so weird, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, apparently you can mail ashes. Can um, you? In the U.S. Postal Service, yes. And we were promised, this happened around Memorial Day, Mm -hmm. and we were promised that they guaranteed that he would be delivered on the 20th. Right. Okay, guaranteed. Now, I, I looked up that word many times that week, what yes. that word meant. <laughs> yes. Um, that means it's going to happen. when we got to Michigan and got to my aunt's house, his sister, and we waited, um, he didn't show up. And um, he didn't show up for a few days. Now, I was uh, very pregnant and very hormonal and very uh, upset mm-hmm. at this point. And I called the post office and I asked them, you know, guaranteed means that he will be here. Now, I don't think you understand what exactly is in the box. Let me explain to you, Mr. Postmaster, what is in this box. And that didn't help. Um, apparently, he somewhere got lost between South Carolina and Michigan. <gasps> but he did show up eventually. But we had to have his memorial service without him. Oh, no. Now, you would, you would think that that would be sad. However, my father, the joker that he was, mm-hmm. would have thought that that was the funniest thing that ever happened. <laughs> <I> bet. <laughs> that he didn't show up. He would have thought that yeah. that was just perfect. <laughs> So um, my my mom and myself and my husband had to come back. Some God bless my poor brother had to take his ashes and scatter them over the um, the golf course where he was Al Capone's. Cat. Oh, so he did at least get scattered on the golf course like he wanted yes, his final he did. wishes. And it was even better for me because I didn't have to see the ashes. I got to remember right. him the way he was. That's but, see, that's good. But the U.S. Postal Service apparently has never learned what the word guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of all you know, it's not like I'm waiting for a sweater. <laughs> so Pretty my dad. You know who I blame? Who? Brock. Yeah, of course, always blame Brock. <laughs> so it's like, it's sad talk about short lives. That's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> okay, so do you have plans already for your own funeral? H- how are you going to rock it for your funeral? Hey, Donnie. Hey, how's everybody at 107.9? Now, Donnie, let me guess. You want your ashes spread somewhere near a Harley? Nah, you're close, though. That's a good thought. That is a good thought. In the I gas was, tank was, of a Harley. I was kind of, yeah, well, no, uh, I don't want to gum the carburetor up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was kind of thinking, you know, I, I'd do like a Marshall Tucker thing, you know, going to jump off and nobody's going to know. Mm-hmm. You know? Can't and you what, see? What, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, 
is who the heck cares? You know what? You know you're not there. I mean, what the heck? What exactly. does it matter? Right. So if I jump off the mountain, nobody's going to know. No, but don't you want the people to remember you to have a good old time and remember you how you lived and. That's what pictures are for. <laughs> <laughs> put up a picture. You think I'm going to take pictures after I'm 40? Are you crazy? <laughs> There'll be no know. pictures from now on. I don't know, but we better not tell Sean Lee about it. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Okay, thank you, Donnie. So Donnie's going Donnie's to pull an old uh, Marshall Tucker band sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and frankly, he could get the Marshall Tucker Band to play at his funeral. What are they busy doing? So you haven't taken any new pictures in 15 years? Nope, nope, not no new pictures in 15 years. Back when, when I turned 40, I stopped taking photos. But the last time she took a, a photo, Chad, how long did it take? Hours. That's why. I need all the hair and makeup and the lighting. It takes forever. I can't, I, you know, I don't want to waste people's time like that. Just have them come and party. <laughs> dance, literally dance on my grave. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Cooper. Now, Barbara, did you have you been to a, a a funeral that was kind of like a fun, wacky kind of thing? Well, I have two stories, so don't hang up on me. Oh, no, no, no. Anthony. The first one was when my dad died. He loved to golf, so we had, had him cremated, so we had all my cousins and everybody came over, and we had a golf tournament and spread his ashes, I'm sure, illegally <laughs> on the you know outskirts of his favorite golf course. And his name was Willie, so it was a free Willie tournament. Oh, that's, that's so nice. great. Um, but the the funeral that stands out in my mind, when my, uh, one of our friends, when his father died, they had the service up at the cemetery, mm-hmm. and um, his brother was having a really difficult time with drinking, so he showed up drunk, and when the service was over, he got really emotional and flung himself on the coffin with, you know, hysterics. Unfortunately, he hit the flowers. The flowers slid. He slid. He went into the hole, and all we had was, help, I can't get out. (laughs) I mean, and it is really hard to be serious when somebody falls in the hole at the cemetery. We were laughing hysterically. (laughs) Yeah, like, you you, you definitely want to be like, this is serious, this is sad, and then you just burst out. You can't help it. It's hard. It was like, oh, my God. He just, you know, drama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I want lots of drunk idiots at my funeral. Well, Everybody's he invited. The, he was the designated drunk idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, like, you can post it up anywhere, Anthony. You can make posters and put it around all over town. Can I put it on Bob's House of Meat? Put it on Bob's House of Meat. Nice. Our other website. Yeah, Barbara, you're invited. It sounds like a lot of fun. Can yeah, we have fans come. come to mine, and I'll make mine the same way. Just a fun party. Ken will be the one that's in charge of uh, throwing himself on the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I'm not yes. gonna do it night now. <laughs> I want Ken to do that. That's true. Can we yeah, have can we have listeners come up and like take a finger? Yeah, sure. Cool. I know which but <laughs> one, once once the two main ones are gone. Right. <laughs> I want something to remind <laughs> No better. I'm gonna put my shoes out. And people are going to just come take your shoes? Yeah, Barbara, you can come take a pair of my shoes. Oh, cool. So it'll be like a you know, it'll be like a free for all. Just maybe I'll have a little shoe sale. It'll be well, like it'll be like, like the wedding dress sale at Filene's. <laughs> <laughs> right at Filene's. <laughs> it'll be like Filene's basement, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for calling. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's not a bad idea to have kind of like a um, like a block party. You know, like the whole the whole town's invited, the whole city's invited, that mm, kind of thing. Put it on the front page of paper. Yeah. yeah, live music. Aerosmith. <laughs>
But you think you think <laughs> I'm gonna they're gonna outlive me? You think Aerosmith will be around when I go? Really? Yeah. Stones. Well, the Keith Richards will be around. <laughs> that's for sure. Hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing, Cooper? Now, Tom, what did your grandfather do for his funeral? Well, uh, his funeral was pretty normal when it comes to funerals, but uh, that wasn't what was bizarre to me. What was bizarre was the people that came to it. Oh, no. Tell me. Well, my father owned a gas station for 50-some years in Hoboken, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if you don't know anything about New Jersey, you don't own anything or you don't do anything in Hoboken without somebody knowing something about something, if you know what I mean. Right. And, well, before the funeral, my, uh, now I was in high school at the time, um, before the funeral, my father pulled me aside and said, a lot of strangers are going to be there, and they're going to hand you business cards. They're going to ask you if you need anything to uh, just give them a call and let them know. And my father said, after everything's said and done, you're going to come with me, you're going to give me all the business cards, and you are never to ask or call any of these people for favors. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, and I... Had a whole different view of my grandfather after, uh, you know, I mean, uh, my grandfather wasn't, you know, in the mom. I mean, we're Irish. He just, uh, he knew just about everybody in Hoboken. Yeah, so. <laughs> and Hoboken, that's a tough, ta- that's a tough neighborhood. That's a tough town. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, like I said, I had a whole new view of my grandfather after that. I'll bet. Did people well, hand in you cash? Huh? Did anybody hand you any cash? Uh, not to me, no. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but there was cash exchanged at some point. Hmm. Mm. Very interesting, Tom. Mm. Very interesting. Hey, James. Hey, guys. How's it going? Now, James, what do you plan for yourself? Oh, well, first off, I don't know if you had to believe me, but it is true. Um, my family has a family plot graveyard. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the plots, even for the next 30 generations are there. Oh, well, what's the oldest? Who's who, Who's been there the longest? Uh... My grandfather, because he was the first one off the boat from Scotland. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's a fairly new plot, but it's, they bought, my grandfather had money, and he bought a pretty good size plot for the family. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you already have your markers there. Once you're born, you can go ahead and have them ready. And, oh, right. uh, oh, really? So you, you already know where you're going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know where everything's going to be. And, you know, a lot of my family, because it's for extended, has the little bronze plaque markers. Oh, Not wow. me. I want the big granite tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Get it now. Why wait? Right. Enjoy yeah. it now. I've got it now. It's on there, and it's got, you know, my name, my birthday, and then two, and then it's got question marks. Really? See, I think that's great. I think, have, it, have it up there already. Decorate well, it, you know. My body line is still our own from the Metallica stone. <laughs> hey, you can go put flowers on your headstone all the time. <laughs> no, but um, for what my a great funeral, guy he is! What a I've great guy! Down, and my wife said she'd follow it. I want an open bar, a party with all friends and family. Mm-hmm. Just me in the ground. I'm not going to care. Use money, have a good time. Just remember me for what I was—a happy, good, go-lucky person. I don't want nobody to be morbid when I die. Yeah, that's my philosophy too, James. I definitely understand that. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm gone. What am I going to care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's all part of life. You know, I don't want people to freak out and be afraid of it all. You know, come and party. I, my wedding was fun. We had a really fun wedding. I usually try and throw a good birthday party now and again. Now, if Chad dies before we do, yeah. I'm going to put spaghetti in his mouth. 
<laughs> no, I thought you'd been trying to get me pizza all this time. Right. I'll put some pizza in there. The <laughs> cheese. No, you can't do that to him. All right. So, what are your plans? I will haunt do you. you. Do, you <laughs> do you have plans for your funeral already? Have you? Have you? What are your final wishes? Do you have like a wacky, fun kind of thing that you want to do? Eight seven seven six Cooper. Hi, Carolyn. Hello, Cooper. Carolyn, now who who in your family has uh, has had plans for themselves? Well, lots of us have plans for ourselves, but my most memorable funeral was a good friend of mine's grandfather, who was a Lutheran minister, and I knew him. Uh, for a long time, and he was always very punctual. Mm-hmm. If someone said the wedding is at six, he would be there at four thirty, five o'clock. Yep, an like Chad. Yep, Chad's you know, just like that. I mean, he's like he's not going to be late for anything. And in his older life, his wife had to drive him everywhere, which really irritated her because you know you don't have to be there till seven. What are you going at six for? <laughs> so this went on and on. And and grandfather was really a jovial man, and he had a lot of fun. But he's always very punctual. He could not understand the late people. Mm-hmm. So when he finally passed away, he was at a funeral home in Salisbury, and he had to go out to a country church. It's about 15, 20 miles away. So the family's at the funeral home, and everybody else is waiting at the church, and we, you know, top of the hour comes, no granddad, no hearse, no anybody from the funeral home. (gasps) We're all wondering, what's going on? Well, everybody gets up for the bathroom break, and the minister says, well, I don't know where everyone is, you know, Mr. Fisher's not here yet, we'll proceed when the hearse, well, you know, when the funeral home gets here with them, we wait like an hour and a half after the start of the funeral. You know, they've played all the music they can play. And everybody's kind of worried because this was like 20 years ago before, you know, everybody had a cell phone. Right. Finally, the funeral home dra- drags up Grandpa. And what happened, President Bush, Daddy Bush, was coming through town on the train. <gasps> they stopped all traffic going both ways. And the funeral procession was stopped over the overpass before they got to the overpass to get to the church and could not pass, which was just freaking everybody out because Grandpa was always so punctual. Well, you know. I got to tell you, it's a good thing he was in the casket because he would have died right away. Right. Being so well, late. The son-in-law, my, my girlfriend's husband, um, wrote President Bush, and he wrote a very nice letter stating, I'm sorry if I had known I would have had them stop my train. I'm very sorry that, you know, Grandfather Fisher was late for his funeral. You know, blah, blah, blah. So they have this, you know, encased in a in a frame at their home because Granddaddy was always punctual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Bush's apology why he wasn't on his last day. Right. Well, that was the year the President Bush like threw out the baseball pitch at the American Legion game in uh-huh. South Carolina. Uh-huh. So it was a big, big hairy deal. So you know, right. family's kind of okay. You know, but that was that was the only my only funerals are usually pretty sad. But you know, once in a while you get a chuckle, and we had a chuckle on Grandpa. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's <laughs> never late, and of course, and they say you're you're going to be late to your own funeral, and he was. Mm-hmm. He was. Hi, Richard. Hey, how we doing? Now, Richard, do you already have a plan for yourself for your last your last wishes? I uh, yeah, very unique one. What do you got? Okay, I am a closet crossdresser. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know what that is. Yep, I do. Yeah, I like being a girl. Yep. And I got it in my will that the undertaker is to fully dress me with the wig, makeup, all the clothes. I got every piece of the clothes named out in my <gasps> will that I want on. You so you are now you what if you ch- you're going to change your outfit? You know exactly what you want to wear. Maybe you'll want something new by then. Well, I mean, you know, um, I, I update it, you know, as I get older and stuff like that. You realize it's but, no longer going to be a secret at that day. At that day. Yeah, nobody knows I cross-dress. Oh, they'll know that day. Wow. Yeah. And I, may, I even got it in. I, I want paintings and bra on, the whole girl thing. Oh, good for, good for you. See, I, th- I think that's good because people will, will come to the funeral and they'll feel like, you know what? Not so sad. They're going to remember that funeral. They're going to remember that funeral. <laughs> yeah. And um, I want to be a girl when I ever I go to live in eternity. I want to be a girl. Good for you, Richard. 
uh, I'm going to start. I even got a girl's name that um, I put in my will that that's why I'll go by, you know. Oh, wait. So, but there's not going to be a different name on on the uh, stone, right? Because that way everybody can find you. Yeah. yeah, well, my, you know, I'm going to put Richard on and then slash my girl's name. Which is my what? Girl, my girl's name is Bridget. And I can even talk like a girl. <laughs> okay, try. Okay. Hello, how y'all doing tonight? This is Bridget. I love being a girl. <gasps> Still sound like a guy, Richard. Well, you should put him on the voice changer thing. Then you'd, then okay, you'd hold be on. able to change. Wait, hang on, Richard. We'll try hold it again. on, Richard. I got, I got it. Okay, try I it got, again. I got. Okay, hold on. Okay, now try it. Hello, my name is Bridget. <laughs> I'm a pretty girly girl. Do you think I sound like a girl? See, now he sounds like a girl. Now, now he I sounds like a girl. Now you're yeah. Bridget. Now it's an echoey girl. <laughs> <laughs> now that's memorable. Good for you, Richard. Okay, we'll be right back. It's the Cooper Lauren Show.